You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to another Winning Plays podcast with Brian, Rob, Michael P, and I, Rich Levine. Guys, today we're going to talk about the Celtics' ugly season opening loss in Philadelphia and where they go from here. Real quick, first, as always, we're going to ask you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. It is a huge help for us with our numbers. Uh, follow us on Twitter. That's at Winning Plays Pod. Uh, shout out to CLNS Media for hosting the show. Shout out to BetOnline.ag for being the best sponsor we've ever had. And now that the uh, Formalities are out of the way, guys. That was a pretty depressing opening <laughs> opening game for the Celtics last night. Uh, Brian Robb, our uh, resident Celtics beat writer. I guess my, my, my first question for you, and the, the main question, is like, was last night more of an aberration, or is that kind of you know, where the Celtics are right now, matching up to presumably one of the easily, if not the best team in the East, one of the top two teams in the East? Yeah, it's a it's a fair question, Rich. Uh, I think the one the one number that stuck out to me most from last night on that front, um, the Celtics shot thirty six point seven percent from the field uh, against the Sixers. Uh, can you guys guess the number of times they shot that last year? Five times. Four. That would be zero times. Mm. That would be wow. the worst shooting night. Uh, out of all 82 regular season games last year, I do think they actually did shoot worse than that in the playoffs against the Bucks. But we'll, but this is for teams that are trying. This is their worst <laughs> performance. Um, so I do, I do think that is encouraging. I actually went back and watched. I mean, Kemba. I guess we can just start there. Four of 18 from the field, 12 points, uh, one of six from three, just two assists as well. As as much of a as big of a dud as uh, not that you would expect, but like. Kemba does have clunkers, and this is, you know, he picked a pretty rough time to have one here. But just going back and looking at his shots, Mike, like, I, the encouraging thing out of the ugliness was it, like, it wasn't a lot of bad shots. Like, he did have good looks. The Sixers, Josh Richardson did a good job of contesting from behind on a few of them, but he also missed a lot of wide-open ones, and it's just, you know, I guess the, the, the armoring thing, Mike, I think it's just the the margin of error for the rest of the team is not really there when, you know, when Kemba has these nights. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too down on just the season opener. I mean, there Trade are... Trade Kemba. Trade there... Kemba. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it right now. Kyrie enough. had 50 last night. Enough yeah. is enough. Yeah, we'll get to Kyrie later, maybe, if there's time. But Oh, we'll get to him. But, I mean, there are, there are some things to take away for sure. And, uh, you know, Kemba did not play great, as you said, you know, he had some looks that were pretty solid, I thought. Uh, I, I think that it's a more of a testament to Philadelphia's defense than Boston's offense, if anything. I thought that they did a pretty decent job going up against this just absolute monster. Like, the size and the length that's in Philly is borderline unprecedented, especially in the modern age. And, you know, you mentioned Josh Richardson, who's a very good defender, who was bothering Gordon Hayward at times he blocked a fall away he, he's just he's he's a menacing figure and then I thought Matisse Thybul in his very first game was terrific I mean there was that one play where Kemba shook him a little bit but overall he was I mean he's going to be a monster for I, I think years to come on the defensive end he's he's very very good very aggressive uh, very smart defender. So that was a devastating three he hit down the stretch too. Yeah which yeah that was that was a yeah, that was garbage. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly looked at the game more from uh, you know positive takeaways. Uh, I thought uh, you know, the, I thought Jason Tatum's performance was overall okay and a step in the right direction. Gordon Hayward obviously had uh, a pretty good night, all things considered, leading the game with twenty five points. But I mean, you just saw. You know, when you bottle up a team, this team is very good, the Philadelphia 76ers, when you bottle up Embiid 
as well as they did, I thought. Then you have, uh, you know, Ben Simmons. There's no Al Horford here. And I thought that, you know, Ben Simmons, the way he was able to, uh, even when you were retreating in transition, just how fast and how big and how strong he is. I mean, he had his way in moments that he did not have in previous matchups against this team because of someone like Al Horford on the defensive end. So I thought that that was a pretty standout uh, element of the game. But otherwise, like, yeah, I mean, they shot 20 for 34 from the free throw line if they didn't do that this game would have been a little bit closer they easily could have won given even with how poorly they shot both teams shot terribly uh it was just a you know it was a season opener and it was pretty gross was that the uh it had to be the nba record for the fastest player to pick up four fouls in an nba season and jalen brown i've never seen anything like that yeah that was that came fast and furious and then he was his even his fifth in the in the third quarter came pretty quick I, um, yeah, I didn't even mention that. That was that was not great. That, that was, and that's also like a very you know that's an aberration. That's right. obviously not going to happen every night. Brad uh, was, I don't know, but it like it, when he's playing the four now though more, I do think that is something to watch. Like Jalen can, you know, not pick up dumb fouls, but like I mean, it's just not him. It's like kind of Tatum too. Let's go to this. Everyone on the team. Let's go to this. It's like just picking up unnecessary fouls, like where you're hoping you're doing a dumb reach and things like that like you're you can't get away with this especially on a, a night when you're playing a bigger team because it's you create a parade to the free throw line and, and that's when things get away from you i thought the officiating in general i'm not going to say it was bad but it was very it was very Choppy. first night of the season officiating and that they're trying to set the tone with like you know whatever mandate has come down from the league office from the offseason whether it be uh you know travel violations or like whatever it was just it was a weird it was a very long game too and it was just gross (laughs) it's a gross game (laughs) but speaking of bright spots uh one player on the celtics last night finished with a positive plus minus uh i imagine you guys are maybe looking at the box score any guesses off the top of your head time lord and not only, yes, Time Lord is correct, but he showed me that he can contribute this year. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, he, if he's going to be, you know, carrying a load against Philly and Milwaukee, but like over the course of an 82 game season, this guy is going to be able to contribute off the bench or as a starter. He was the, was, he was the second big off the bench, right? Because Tice, yeah, Tice, Tice, Tice really came in. Yeah. 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 But he started at the second quarter, I believe, or maybe I'm mistaken, but I think he started the second quarter. Um, but yeah, no, Robert Williams was, I mean, there was no Bismack Biombo for him to deal with. So <laughs> obviously he was able to stand out in that regard. Uh, I thought he played, yeah, I, th- I thought he played pretty well, Rich. Um, and he just looked comfortable, you know, even if you, know, you look like five points, three rebounds, the one block was obviously a great block, you know, four fouls and 10, 10 plus minutes isn't yeah. great. But he just looked, he, he looked like a guy that belonged as opposed to like last year, he, a lot of times he was like the, you know, the JV kid who just got called up to the varsity and, and things were just spinning. He looked like a, like an actual NBA player last night. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Is there any other, I mean, can we talk about, we talked about Jalen, we talked about Kemba. Um, I feel like Tatum is someone who deserves uh, a little bit of recognition or at least a conversation about his performance. I mean... Open the game with an ugly fall away long two, uh, which mm. I'm sure was not um, uh, a lot of Celtics fans out there were not very pleased to see that. But overall, I mean, he was hunting the pull up threes off the pick and roll. Uh, he was attacking the basket, missed a couple bunnies that will fall in the future and wasn't getting a few calls that he'll probably get at some point throughout the season. Um what did you guys just think about Tatum and, and the game that he had, finishing with 21 points and 10 boards? Yeah, the after that first shot of the night, the shot, shot profile was pretty good for the rest of the night. Eight threes, a lot of the pull-up variety off of picks, um, you know, mixed success. He's getting not trouble in the paint um, in terms of efficiency, but again, not a huge surprise against this Sixers uh, defense. Um, I don't know if he was like borderline too aggressive at some points i'd say like but i i do think that's more of a byproduct of trying to feel each other out within this offense right now this whole group um i will say 
just two assists, only 18 assists for the team last night, which again was would have been the second lowest number of any game going back to last year. Only that one was a, hockey assist, too. Only one hockey, exactly. So, like, the ball movement was not there for, honestly, anyone outside of Marcus Smart, really. And that, uh, to beat the Sixers team, you nearly need to get that. I know, like, three-point shots weren't falling, Rich, but, like, the... And, again, this is not a surprise in game one, but they need to do a better job of just, like, I feel like putting this a bigger Sixers team on their heels and make them go side-to-side side more to, like, you know, create more openings so you're not relying on just strictly, you know, jump shots and pull-ups. Yeah, because to, to be honest, I thought the best matchup the Celtics had is when they, whether it was Tatum or mostly Gordon, when Al was out on the perimeter. Right. Like that, that, that's what you wanted to, what you wanted to create. And we can talk about Al too. Uh, the one thing I'll say about, about Tatum, well, first of all, uh, eight, three point attempts. I think that's good. Uh, three foul shot attempts. And I know Pina, you said he didn't get some calls. But that's that's going to be the difference maker for him. You know, that's what he needs. That's a, a point of emphasis. And he and he had 21 last night, which and we talked about this over the summer, right? I think one of his goals was to average 20 points a game this year, and we discussed it. Is that a realistic? Is that realistic? Yes, he'll fall I mean, to, into that. He'll fall to, into it exactly. So to get 21 last night with with he said one foul shot, he's he's going to have to get to the line more. But um, but Gordon, that that was that for me. He's back. Can we all agree? Yeah, I think so. I mean, what, what's what, what's the hesitation? Well, okay, so the one thing about Gordon, I mean, I I'm always looking for what he's not doing more than what he is. I think, which that's just on me, I guess, just as a as an observer, uh, knowing you know all the games I watched in Utah and what I was expecting from him when they initially signed him. And so like there are moments where he just isn't as explosive as he used to be. He's falling away. He he had that move where he drove left and he faked out two sixers, got them both in the air and then instead of uh you know pivoting towards the rim, he fell away from it and missed like a 8-footer. So plays like that are just they're weird to me and I thought, you know, he finished with 25, which is really good obviously. Did not attempt a three. Um That's not good. That is not good. Uh, he was living in the mid range, but that's just kind of how that's just, that's again that's Philly's defense. They were, you know, they fight you over the screen and they force you into Embiid or whatever whoever else is or, or Horford who played as their backup five and just shows you just how ridiculous this defense can be. But I mean Hayward, uh, he did have moments. Um, you know, a lot of had, garbage time. Yeah, I was about to say like he padded a little bit at the end at the end there uh, of the game in particular at the free throw line um had a nice drive and kick or a couple of them but like i don't know i'm 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 overall enth- enthused but i do see these just these plays like one time he had a he was on he had a fast break layup that he finished with a like a literal layup like a righty layup instead of dunking it i'm just like why are you doing that <laughs> like like how about, I, how about that play tatum had when he tried to do the same and his legs just didn't work yeah, that was weird. I, that was I, bizarre. I caught my breath there. Yeah, <laughs> he almost missed the layup too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, am I being too harsh on Gordon, or like, are you guys seeing the same thing, or just what do you think? I mean, it took him a while to just get into a rhythm. I feel like, and by the time he did, the not that the game was over, but it, you know, he got a lot of his points in the fourth quarter after the Sixers made that big run, like ten zero run to put the game away. Yeah. Um. So you'd like to. And I think, again, this is, uh, you know, a field type thing in, in terms of the new lineup, but they didn't, I, I would want them to find the mismatch on the floor a little bit better. Like, no one was, they didn't make a priority of like, all right, if, if Al's guarding Tatum or Hayward or whoever, like, then you need to go at him and take him to the to the paint like that. They didn't probe for that enough, I feel like, in the offense, particularly early on. And that, um, you know, I think that needs to be a priority more against a good defense like Philly because, especially on a night when, you know, no one's three is falling. Uh, Cantor was limping after the game, I read. Is that? Yeah. What, 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 what he had that about? awkward fall. I forget what quarter it was in. I think it was pretty late. I think it might have been in the second half. But Someone that fell into him, too. Yeah, it doesn't surprise the game. me. But He was very respectable against Embiid, though. I will say that, like, uh, defensively. I agree. No, I thought I thought that uh, I mean Embiid does this weird thing where he'll bail you out with these like weird 
just dumb pull-up 16-footers. I don't mm-hmm. understand why those are still in his game. Uh, but this, I thought the Celtics' team defense against him was great. Um, there, there were a few where, you know, they were every in the second quarter in particular, or in his second stint, he, they were doubling on the catch and really flustering him, swarming. Uh, one thing that, you know, I'm not sure if it's because of Jalen being in foul trouble, which probably it is, but I wanted to see, just going back to, you know, spacing the floor and spreading these guys out and taking advantage of, particularly when they were as big as possible with Horford at the four, like the Hayward Walker, Smart, Brown, Tatum lineup, like didn't really play until the very end of the game when it was kind of out of reach, a little bit of a desperation play by Brad. Um, I kind of wanted to see that a little bit more, and I know that Jalen was in foul trouble for the whole game, but I just wonder if that was what they planned to do and it got a little bit sidetracked or or, or not, because uh, you know that's that's a lineup that I'm very intrigued to to see what it can do. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time believing that the plan was to play Brad Watermaker for five minutes in the first half. You know, I just like, I just feel like the like the 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 plan just got thrown out when when Jalen did. Uh, it, it you know I, that it was crazy. I, I I didn't even realize it. I was watching. I didn't have the sound on. I was I was at a bar. No, and we were all asking. <laughs> we're all asking like, where where's Jalen? And all of a sudden, it it popped up. But that was bizarre. Six 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 att- six field goal attempts in twenty minutes. I mean. Not a great way to ring in a new contract. That's for sure. That was, um, and I mean, we can just talk about the, the bench on whole. We outside of smart, there is, you know, Brad went 12 deep, um, and six guys between played between six and 11 minutes. And so we already talked about Robert Williams having, you know, an encouraging performance there. Did anyone, I mean, is this? Do you guys expect this to be the trend now of, of just straight mixing and matching for the first month? And is that uh, doable, or is this something where you know you'd like to see Brad make a more commitment to at least guys on certain nights, so there can be some kind of you know familiarity built? Uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, I know that's a really boring answer, but it was only one game, <laughs> and one of the starters picked up you know four fouls immediately so it was a really weird contest like that i mean just generally i did not expect carson edwards to be the first rookie from this draft class to enter the game and make their their celtics debut i also did not expect shemmy to hit the floor before grant williams did but i guess i understand it because they needed someone who can match up against Ben Simmons, who was, like, really doing damage, I felt, um, in the open floor and just getting to the rim whenever he wanted. Um, I wouldn't have mind seeing Shemi more on Simmons in this game, like, based on, like, you're in a rock fight, so commit to the defense. I know, like, because you, I mean, you're not going to get the offensive upside in other parts of the bench, obviously just, you know, it isn't in there, especially if Edwards just doesn't have it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. But just like going back to what we were talking about with just different lineups and letting guys mesh and trying to develop chemistry, like, I don't know what the answer is. And I actually wonder, I mean, the the Sixers played nine guys, really, only. Um, It felt like more, though, watching the game for some reason. But that's just probably because there's so many players on the team who are new. And I was like, oh, this guy's on the team. I completely forgot. Um but I don't know. I mean, uh, it, again, it, it, it's like Jalen's foul trouble really makes it hard to, to figure out what was the plan heading in versus what they actually did. Um, I don't know why, you know, Robert Williams played more than Tice despite Tice being the first big off the bench. Did was any, did anything happen with Tice? Or, I mean, I thought he was playing decently. I mean... I agree, yeah. Yeah, he was okay. I was... And to be honest, like, looking at the just the complexion of the the bench like i wouldn't mind having javante green just be active in games like this for a situation when someone like jalen gets into foul trouble because at this point like you brad wanamaker playing um you know on the floor of a couple ball handlers i almost think against a team like philly you're better off having just the more athletic springy guy um just as an option in a, in a situation like this. 
Like, well, I don't know also, how that's going to be interesting how, to, he man, how that's managed over the course of the year, like in terms of who's, who's should be active on certain nights or just on the 13-man roster. Yeah, and I think we can agree that like on most nights that Jalen Brown picks up four fouls in nine minutes and Kemba Walker is four for 18, like the end of the bench isn't going to matter too much. Like that, that's a loss. You know, I don't know. You can't. You're not. You're. You're not going to come back from that against NBA talent. I don't care if you're playing Philly or Charlotte. That's going to be very, very difficult. Um, real quick, guys, let me just tell you that uh, football season is in full swing. In case you've missed it, uh, you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting in the college or professional game. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. Uh, they have also, oh, as always, they have a bunch of good prop bets. You can bet on the next NFL coach to get fired. You can bet on when the Dolphins will win a game, if they will. Uh, get the fastest two market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And guys, if we were to have wagered on this before uh, before the start of the season, we all kind of expected Kyrie to uh, to put on a show in his first game in Brooklyn. I think that he's, he's the king of the honeymoon period. Sure. The, op- the opposite <laughs> of Kemba, but I think Kyrie is the king of the honeymoon period. And to see him get his 50 in a loss was at least a little bit uh, redeeming from a Celtics perspective, I think. He, uh, well, I guess so. He he did have 50. And he, but he he had an opportunity at the very end also with a very makeable shot that would have been the game winner um, that um, did not go in. But, Mike, yeah. him dribbling the ball down to three seconds in that situation is that's if you're well he lost it exactly he lost it but like but he, like i don't care if you're down one of 15 seconds left and you've already got 50 points like just go to the hoop get a shot up early give your team a chance to have two chances and though like and i mean he did he was guilty of this a few times as a celtic too i feel like and maybe he made it there but like i just think that's just if you're the coaching staff or anyone in analytics that's just like a maddening secret that's like the maddeningness of Kyrie that final 15 seconds of that game in terms of how he handled that situation yeah I guess the other point of the other side of the coin there is that they would have been blown out if if he right. wasn't I hitting mean, ridiculous yeah. shots down the stretch um but that doesn't like I mean you still that's just like heads up play that's just basketball 101 I feel like in a situation like that yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue too vociferously, but yeah, um, game one, wanted to hit the game winner, whatever. They're like, you know, um, but it, it, it was just interesting to kind of contrast, like, do you, this is kind of a dumb question, but do you think the Celtics, like how the Celtics would have looked with Kyrie instead of Kemba in last night's game, if it would have made any significant difference, it's like it's a stupid question but very 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 stupid yeah i apologize Um, (laughs) no i mean i I mean who knows i i i was i would say i was surprised and no one's gonna overreact to kemba's one game i was pretty shocked to see him come out like that you know and i know everyone's entitled to a bad game who who knows what was going on but uh i'm excited to see the first game with kemba walker on the celtics how about that i don't think we can count that because he it was and like you said, B-Rob, he did get some some decent shots, um, but he just he was a shadow of, of of the guy that we were expecting. And um, and even if Jason Tatum does end up leading the, the the team in scoring this year, even if if somehow Kemba Walker is the third score, leading scorer on the Celtics this year, uh, he will have to be much much better. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, and and defensively, was was that was he an issue at all? How was his defense his defense, B-Rob? Did you catch that at all? I think I mean it was respectable. Like, I don't think... He wasn't picked on too much, I feel like. He drew a charge. Um, I th- yeah, I thought he was physical. He was, yeah, he was physical. Like, it wasn't... There wasn't, like, times in the game, like, oh, he's a huge liability, but it's, you know, he's still six feet tall. I think... Was he the, on Richardson? Yeah, he they had him on Richardson most of the game when he was out there. Um, so, I think, again, the I think his size comes into play more, again, on the, the offensive end against teams like this. He's... When you're comparing him to Kyrie, just in terms of... He's obviously a few inches shorter... Um, he's not as good as a finisher around the rim, so I think he kind of strayed away from that area a little bit um, in this opener. And he is just prone, generally, if you just look at his career, 
he's going to have more nights like this than Kyrie ever did. Like, he's just going to have bad nights where he's he's taking yeah, calls I, and not making I, I, Yeah, I think that, you know, he wants to play well, obviously, and he was a little antsy in situations where he'll be more patient going forward. Like, a lot of his shots were, you know, pull-ups where he had the guy in jail behind him and then got it blocked from behind or... Um, instead of, you know, really trying to draw the foul, uh, and, uh, they're tough shots. They're just like tough shots. Um, the threes that he had, I feel like will fall as the season goes on. He's too good of a shooter. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's the first game and I, I, I get what you're saying, Rich, but at the same time, like he's never, I, I, this is the worst game he'll play all season. I'll say that. Let's hope so. I don't know if, I mean, I bet you we get a couple more of these. Not, like, in a bad way. It's just, like, if you just look at his career, like, he has that, like, he had five worst shooting nights in this last year. So, like, it they're, they come, but then he'll also Surrounded have, by garbage. True, but... Like, the, know, looks, the looks were good. And looks I feel good. like there are, there are ways that Brad can open him up off the ball a little bit more, too. And... And, you know, having Jalen on the court more than, like, however many minutes they played together couldn't have been, you know, they probably played together, what, like 10 minutes? So, I don't know. Um, Speaking speaking of last year, what I found kind of interesting was that, and I don't know if this is a Josh Richardson factor, but Kemba destroyed the Sixers last season. He had 60, obviously, that was his his big game, but he also had a 37-point night and a 31-point night. And three, that was, that's three of the four games he played Philly last year. Well, so now it, Philly has someone who can guard point guards. I think we yeah. found out last night, and they are very scary. And I, I keep coming back to it, but we should really say, like, it's tough to judge. I think a lot of players are going to have a lot of bad offensive performances against this Sixers defense. They were, they're just, like, really, really impressive top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, are you guys – so you're as high as them on the mic – after that performance, the Sixers, um, as you were in the preseason? I mean, I think that... I think defensively, they were even better than I thought because, you know, everything coming out of his... He, he won, you know, with Tybal, who won Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year two years in a row. Um, I wasn't really expecting him to play 20 minutes in the opener and for them to stick him on Kemba Walker in... A, a glut of those minutes um so they're even i think they're even better defensively just in that one performance than i anticipated um offensively yeah it's like they need more shooting they need a little bit more play creation um i was really bad and I don't think Embiid's gonna have a game like that again i mean like i, I Embiid scoring 15 points is arguably the shock of the night for me like he was he was not good at all and you know the Celtics did have 23 minutes right and I mean the Celtics did have a game plan in place and they thought they executed it fairly well but this guy should be like dominating I don't care like you can't be scoring 15 points if you're Joel Embiid no that's true and I yeah it's a good point Rich I realized he only was down to 23 minutes I guess foul trouble kind of got the best of me I also thought it was interesting that the Sixers immediately stayed small when Brad went to the, you know, the small five lineup at the end of the game. And the game was pretty much decided by then, but, you know, Brett Brown didn't even try to fool around with, like, keeping a Embiid on the floor at that point, uh, which, again, I don't know if you you hope it's a battle of wills at that point, and then you can abuse Embiid on, at least on the perimeter. But the Celtics clearly, for all the, you know, size and potentially – you know, speed issues the Sixers could have on the perimeter by playing a lineups this big. The the Celtics really didn't uh, take advantage of that at all in this game. I feel like early early it felt like they were a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it seemed like they. I mean, they're 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 up five points at the end of the first quarter. Um, for a while, it seemed like they were. You know, I mean, and at the end, I just think that the the home court that that's big and just like the. Obviously, yeah, we we can talk. We can talk for two hours. It's 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 Kemba and Jalen. It's all those things, and that's why I really do think it's more of an aberration. And we'll see. I mean, you, you get the Celtics have Toronto coming up in their next game, right? 
They have a game against Milwaukee coming up in their first five. Um, we're going to get, and then in between the Charlotte, there's, there's, there's the Knicks. So there will be a place to get wins. There'll be a place to, to, to get some rhythm. But we're, we're going to have a pretty good idea of, of, of how much this one game uh, means in terms of where the Celtics stand in the East right now. Yeah, but right now, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to tell. The, what, 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 what record do we think? I'll go through the schedule here for the first 10 games. Versus Toronto at New York, home against Milwaukee in New York, at Cleveland, at Charlotte, at San Antonio, um, home against Dallas and Washington. Where do the Celtics stand? Like a 500 start there wouldn't shock me. Just based on, I mean, they there's obviously more wins out there than that, but you know, even like Charlotte looked decent last night. Terry Rozier being benched in crunch time um, <laughs> for with Devontae Graham, I think. Um, and the Knicks won't be easy. The Knicks, in New York. the Knicks won't be easy. That's a home. That's their home opener. Like they're gonna score points. Um, it's gonna be, you know, it's it's gonna be tough. I think early on. Yeah, I mean Dallas is good. I, I don't. We'll see what the Knicks look like, and obviously Char- Charlotte actually hit like fifty-two percent from deep, and they took forty-four yeah, P- threes. Like I don't, PJ Washington. Yeah, that's like... that was just a weird. That talk about an aberration. Like yeah. I'm not a believer in the Charlotte Hornets. Um, so I'm gonna chalk that one up as a win. But yeah, I mean it is important just to. Uh, get some sort of momentum out the gate like I think that that does matter uh, especially with such a young team but uh, the number one thing that I go back to when I just think about this initial game is uh, is Tatum and uh, the good and the bad and him like it was just clear to me that he was the primary option in a lot of different ways and you know how he asserted himself on the road against a team that pro- this was probably going to be the best defense of the NBA this season. All things considered, I thought he played pretty well and took the type of shots that you want to see him take. And, and, and I mean, he played the whole first quarter. Um, so yeah, Tatum, Tatum's development and Tatum's growth is ultimately where this it, it, like it, it ultimately decides the trajectory of this entire organization. If we're being honest, so uh, so all things considered, like. What he did was was a step in the right direction, I think. Do you guys think the defense is ahead of the offense at this point, or or is that just a fluke thing? Last night. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, they got one of the things that we haven't talked about is how they got destroyed on the glass. I mean, like they didn't really. I mean, they just missed so many shots. Like I thought they did a good job. I mean, the Sixers had twelve offensive rebounds. And they, you know, that's a respectable number given the size, um, you know, their size advantage. Like, I thought the Celtics actually did pretty well to hold their own in that department. Yeah, I mean, it was a 32% offensive rebound rate, which is, that would have led the league, like, the past few years. So, I mean, that was that was pretty high. And I mean, maybe we're just like, it is just one game and whatever, and the Celtics did miss a ton of shots. But the, I thought that the offensive rebounds were a bit of, more of an issue. How about speaking of which? How about uh, Mr. Vincent, the only the only man not to not to see the floor? Yeah, so I don't have to know how to pronounce his last name yet, which I'm <laughs> thrilled about. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that was just especially against the, a bigger team. You know, you think if there's a game where you might uh, need that that body, it would be this one. But maybe he's not quite they, ready. Yeah, I mean, they did play three centers in the game, which is just it's weird in the nba right now but whatever i mean yeah seems like can't i mean Cantor was playing well against Embiid, so that like i feel like vincent's your alternative there and he wasn't really necessary can we get a uh have a quick conversation updating the, the lakers playoff probability um <laughs> that that they're they're not in the same class as the clippers that's for sure oh no no, I mean, I wasn't. I didn't, did any of us think that before this season started? Well, the the three of I mean, Pina probably did secretly because he likes he loves LeBron so much. But like, I think <laughs> I think outside outside of this podcast, certainly there are people who think that they're legit title contender, maybe. But I don't know. I, I still I still 
I'm sticking with them not making the playoffs this year. That is outrageous, dude. I, it, that's just outrageous. Come on. Uh, but I, I'm just saying, who? You look at the the rest of the West. Like, who are they? Who are they going to un, uh, unseat? I mean, Oklahoma did they have, City. Well, did you? Did you? Okay, so I assume you watched that game. Right? I did. Yes. Okay, so did you see Anthony Davis? I did. Yeah. Like, uh, I like, that's like pretty much the the period end of the sentence for me. Like, a team that had, if that guy is healthy, that team's going to make the playoffs. Let alone the fact that they have LeBron. Now, obviously, they were a little banged up. They did not have Rondo, who is, you know, blame Rob Palenka, but Rondo is, like, a huge part of what they want to do this year because they have no other playmaking. I mean, they were bringing the ball up with Avery Bradley, and he's and trying I can't to believe, make an entry pass. Yeah, yeah, well, How can I, you say that and, and then and think it's crazy that they might miss the playoffs when you say that Rajon Rondo is such an important part of what they're going to do this well, year? Well, m- missing the playoffs versus being a title contender are two extremely different things. Like, you have LeBron and you have Anthony Davis. Right so, now. You're yeah. gonna well, sure. You're, <laughs> I, I, LeBron historically is a pretty healthy guy, and AD has played over seventy games in the past two years. I think, besides not not accounting last year when he didn't play because of other reasons, but those two guys play. You're just gonna fall backwards into wins, and we should also say that they were even though Paul George wasn't there, like the Clippers are. The favorites and Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the world, so it's not like they were playing jumps in the season opener either. No, that that, that, that that's very true. But I'm just saying, I, and I think that there's a there's a decent chance that they'll run out to some wins early. They have a pretty uh, a, a decent schedule to start the season, but come December, Dwight Howard you... looking great too. Just peak peak physical condition, just running the floor like a gazelle. I, I think looks, that he, that needs to be mentioned. He's like Chris Bosch's size now, so it's amazing. So he, so he certainly. It seems that he went. You got to look at. We should do like a, a a gallery of photos from his last four four years. Um, you can see the Charlotte one when he looks like Orlando Dwight, right? When his shoulders are are look like a, a freight train, and now he's back to looking like Tayshawn Prince. I think the test here is did his suit size change? Because obviously suits are measured by your shoulders, like. Thinking about him in 2009, when his his shoulders were like the broadest in NBA history, it's why he's one of the best defenders of all time. I mean, best, well, defenders great, but rebounders of all time. But his shoulders just look more narrow, which I don't know how that works necessarily if you lose weight. But when you say two, when you say 2009, that that was the same year that a bunch of his teammates got busted for performance enhancing drugs. Well, <laughs> right. I just wanted to be sure, like Rashard Lewis, Hito Turkoglu. Right. Sure, that's that's only two. Let's be fair, but okay. yes, that is sure. that, that okay. is the, that is the same year. Just um, wanted to double check. I don't know. I mean, this team it, it didn't really play D at the five as much as a lot of people were clamoring for, and Danny Green went bananas and kept them in the game at points, and he's not going to hit however many threes he hit with seven threes, I think, in that game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think that you know a lot of teams in the West are going to be very active in trying to improve their personnel before the trade deadline. And this team is also just a, a clear-cut buyout contender, being that they are the Los Angeles Lakers and a lot of people want to want to play there. So, I mean, if they get, like, Andre Iguodala or something like that, another someone who can actually dribble the ball and pass it, um, I, I could totally see them winning the championship, like, easily. Well, I'll, I will change my playoff tune if they get Iggy. But, but 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 right now I'm I'm and, and I'll I'll leave the door open for them maybe sneaking in. Like I would love to see a Clippers Lakers one eight matchup in the in the playoffs. That would be that would be really fun to see. Um, but I just over the and and by the way, if they do get even if they do get into the eighth seed, like I I would like them their chances of winning the title more than probably five or six of the other teams in the West. But in terms of an 82-game schedule and what it's going to take over the long haul to get into the playoffs, I don't know if they have it. No we'll Kuzma see. either? Come on. No Kuzma. We'll see. Yeah, no Kuzma. There are a lot of really good teams in the West. There are a lot of really good teams, but I thought Anthony Davis was like just... I don't even know. I mean, the Clippers' front court is pretty, pretty thin, I think we saw, and Zubac is unplayable against a lot of teams um 
But Anthony Davis is just like he's such a nightmare. He can score in any way he wants, and I also feel like LeBron was really pressing in that game in a way that I, I can't remember seeing him press that that way, where he was just forcing so many passes to AD that had no business happening. Um, so maybe that was just like a first game thing where he wanted to assert AD, and he also missed a bunch of. Uh, bunch of layups that he normally makes and maybe that's a sign of age and physical decline but i i think i'm chucking it up to more of a fluky thing yeah uh it should be i think their playoff chances are strictly tied to the health of lebron and ad but sure to your put to your point rich that those ad's injuries history does not make him uh make those odds 95 percent like, are you guys are you guys pretty confident? Like, I know I'm crazy for saying that they might not make the playoffs. Are you guys are you confident that they will get home home court? Like, you think this is a top no. four team in the West? No, I'm not confident about any team getting home court in the West. I, like, literally no teams. Um, like, I could you, see any of them getting the five seed that we think are really good just because the regular no. season is so. The Bears long. are getting home court. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, they're uh, they're favored to do that, but, like, the Rockets, the Jazz, like, there's so many really good teams that would it totally shock you if they landed in the fifth seed instead of... I mean, these things are decided by, like, one game and tiebreakers and all that, so it doesn't, like, doesn't really matter or phase me if any team did not get home court. The Clippers look really good, though, and Kawhi is is a very, very special player. And they might, they'll be getting a top 10 NBA player back uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. What do we think Not about bad. the tuxedo? I know we're talking a lot about the Clippers for some yeah. reason, but what do we Big think fan. about the uh, the tuxedo? <laughs> well, Rich is in LA, so yeah. the, the, the Paul George's tux with the bow tie that was like chained on, I was very confused by this sartorial decision, and I, I got to say, it's a big thumbs down for me. Really? You don't I see can't... a lot of that on the bench, but... I'm indifferent. Yeah, and I, and I kind of want to defer to you, Mike, because you're you're definitely like the like if if we were breaking it down, you would be the fashion expert of of this podcast. But I don't know; it, it worked for me. Maybe because I just hadn't seen it before. I just I like I like I like it. I like he's trying something new. He's pushing boundaries. Did you see that the clip of Ty Lu and and Rich Paul? And I, Paul yes. We can we briefly discuss this? That was real, I think. Right. Oh, I've what? heard both explanations that it's been like. They were joking about it afterwards and that it was genuine. Well, so for anyone who did not see, basically, Paul George is having a conversation with Rich Paul on the sidelines, I think maybe during a timeout or something, and they dap each other up. And then Ty Lue comes over, Rich Paul sticks his hands out, and Ty Lue does not shake it and gives him a look and then walks away. So. Right. So the argument that I've heard is that okay, Ty Lube like walked over to him. So obviously like he was he was being friendly, but I thought he was walking over to get Paul George away from you know the enemy, right? Like Paul like like we're not we're not fucking with Rich Paul today. Like we're playing the Lakers. Rich Paul is the Lakers. So stop playing nice with it's like it's like if you were hanging out with the other team's GM essentially, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that him saying like get away, let's focus. But then like I don't know some of the looks that they gave each. Other. I mean, those guys have such a long history, and and whereas I don't know, but I mean, Ty Lue's probably a little upset that he didn't get the Lakers job, right? I would think so. Well, he also turned it down. No, I did mean, he? I don't. I I I, yeah. I didn't know if that was because the... they they wanted to underpay him. What was like? I forget the full background. For well, that, they, they maybe also, it was years. No, they were forcing assistant coaches on him, and and yeah. he was also underpaid, I believe. And the years were not guaranteed. They wanted. They didn't want to guarantee him to be coached beyond LeBron's contract, I believe, also. Um, but, yeah, it's neither here nor there. It was cool. I forgot that he was on the Clippers. It was cool to see him there. Yeah. It's a good I like red hand man. Good right hand man for Doc. That's yeah. worked out very well in the past. Um, before we wrap, any other surprises from the first two nights in terms of what stuck out to you around the league? Luke Kennard um, had 30 last night. Yeah, that... Your boy, Luke. Pacers not making the playoffs train is has left the station. Um, <laughs> how about or, the Suns kicking the shit out of the uh, the Kings? Yeah, I, I did not get to catch any highlights from that, but just saw the score, and that's uh, that's interesting. 
I don't know. Uh, you know, I think opening night is very strange just because, you know, training camps are shorter, preseason shorter. Uh, as we saw with the Celtics, you know, I think a part of it is Brad Stevens, like the mixing and matching of different lineups to see what's happening. I don't know if that's what happened with the Kings or, uh, you know, if guys were feeling rusty or, you know, I have no idea. But the Kings. Well, De'Aaron Fox had enough time to rest. That is for, true, and so did Devin Booker, and apparently right. it, it But paid they, off they right. were in India, though, right? Like, so maybe you get the jet lag. Uh... Yes, but yeah, th- true. That Kings game is kind of like a Kemba situation. Like, De'Aaron was, you know, had five fouls, he had eight points, five assists, 26 minutes. Like, that's the, the Kings are going as far as De'Aaron Fox takes them this year because, you know, it's funny. It's one of those teams where, you know, they were, for the last year or so, they've been kind of a sexy pick to, to, to surprise some people. But you know, you look you look you look at the team now, and it's like you know Harrison Barnes playing thirty minutes a night. Like that's never super inspiring. Uh, I mean, Bagley is good, and Buddy's good. But then the bench, I mean, they have Ariza, they have Corey Joseph, they have some vets. But like, I just don't know if it's necessarily the right combination. They still have Yogi Ferrell, your dog's namesake, uh, B Rob. So that's, he wasn't so that's good enough. to see. But uh, <laughs> yeah, or, or what about the Suns? I mean, is that it, with with Rubio? No, 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 stop. Just I mean, they're not good, but just. Stop. The Kings might be bad too. That's more of what I take away from uh, a score like that. What odds but, do you guys give me that the Suns finish with a better record than the Lakers? <laughs> this if we uh, bet, if, I'll bet you thirty to one. Yeah, I'll bet you. Uh, I'll bet you twenty dollars. I'll give you thirty to one odds. Really? I mean, I have absolutely nothing to lose in taking that. So yeah. So well, you're do you, have, do you have to lose twenty dollars, which is coming in my pocket immediately? Okay, and it's thirty to one. You said. We're so not the on the. That? Is, we're that not six, a, is that six hundred dollars? Yeah, and if yeah. if I'm wrong, then uh, we'll erase this episode, and I'm <laughs> gonna be moving out of the country. But yeah, <laughs> to Sacramento. Mm. That's, that's your, not the country. That's still the country. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's your bet online bet of the week. Right sure. There. Yeah. We'll mark the tape on that. Sacramento is not in the country like uh, Colorado is on the, the the border of Mexico. Can, okay, so can we <laughs> can we do a? I'm just gonna throw out to to close, uh, just a quick winners and losers. Um, winners from from the the season uh, opener with the Celtics. Uh, I'm gonna kick it off just with a one winner, one loser. Um, my winner from the game is going to be. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Tatum. I'm just gonna be consistent with hmm. my faith in him, even though it wasn't the most efficient performance, and he had a couple weird turnovers, and you know it wasn't like a, a perfect game. And before I was actually in the uh, Barclays Center media room earlier in the night, and I was going around asking people uh, over under 42 points for Jason Tatum tonight. So. Uh, didn't really work out that that great um but i I just think that generally speaking if we want he didn't look like he did last year is what i'll say even though i wasn't as down on his sophomore season as most people he looked like a player who's ready to take a step forward so that's my that's my winner and my loser is just probably going to be kemba i mean comes in on a max contract kind of a dead performance those shots are going to fall in the future but they didn't last night when they needed to I'm gonna give Time Lord my uh, my winner. That was good to see, especially in that atmosphere as well. You know, that was not an easy place to play. Uh, I think the play he got the offensive. There was one play an offensive rebound and, and, and put it back for a basket. To me, like I just saw something there. Just just seems like it. What? <laughs> what? That's a big step for 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 a guy who couldn't show up for for his draft press conference a year and a half ago. Sure, sure. Um, he's he's, he, he's made some great strides, but I I, I think it's. It's slowing down. It's starting to click, and and I do, I, I like Cantor coming off the bench a little bit better. I know there are some, you know, when you get him beat out there, maybe you got to make some changes. But moving forward, I would not mind Robert Williams being the the fifth worst player on the starting do, five. Do you think that Robert Williams would have had that type of performance if he started though? Mm, he would have fouled out. And I feel like he would have. They would have attacked him immediately. He would have crapped his pants and he would have played like six minutes sure that that that, that that's fine like and, and and maybe that's that was a smart move by brad but i think coming up when he's pl- against the charlottes against the knicks against against those kind of teams 
I think he's a guy that you're going to be able to roll out there and, and do some damage. I don't mean to kill your winner choice, Rich, but who, wait, who, wait too late. Who, wait who's too your, late. Who's your loser? You are after, after <laughs> that. Now, uh, my loser. I, I mean, I guess I'm going to I'm going to put Jalen and, and not. I'm not going to say not by any fault of his own, but like uh, that's who, who's. I mean, I guess it's Brad's decision, but it's just bizarre that someone's even left out there in a position to pick up four fouls in nine minutes. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a, a, a losing effort for, from Jalen. Not, not not great to see. Um, yeah, I'll double down that for Jalen. You just gotta you just have to be smarter. And when the game's being called like that, like the the fouls he picked up were ticky tack early, and then he really didn't adjust to the way it was being called. So um, he took himself out of the game, and that that hurt a lot. Um, it kind of seems criminal not to give Goran Hayward like one of these winnings, but I'm gonna give it to Cantor because I just wasn't expecting like a competent performance from him against Embiid, and that's what he gave. He busts his ass up and down the floor, even after like getting hurt, trying to like get good position and stuff. And he wasn't found a lot down there. I think most of his scoring came off of putbacks. But like, you know, this was—I don't know if my expectations were just too low, but this was an encouraging performance for him. I feel like. Uh, getting back to Jalen real quick, B Rob, I think you made a really great point. Like at the very beginning of the show, when you said that if he's going to be asked to play the four and and, and to guard up. It's just something he's going to have to learn, you know, like because there's a certainly a physical nature that that's involved with with playing down there against those guys, and and it's it's going to be a learning curve for him. So maybe maybe this will be you know a, a little bit of a theme for the first week or so, uh, or maybe he'll never get in foul trouble again. Who knows? But like it seems like last night, that's a very fair sort of excuse for what happened. Yeah, and it was also just matchup dependent. This is such a like a, a bizarrely patched together team in Philadelphia. Like not everybody has the best center in basketball plus Al Horford at the four. So I think. In... But it was dumb reaches though. Mike. No, it was I, I, like he'd I, go I... to help. Like if if he was picking up stuff in the post, that'd be one thing. But there wasn't a lot of that in this game. It was just like, why are you pushing him or why are you going for that reach? No, that's fair, but. I don't know. It's his first game off with the contract. He's aggressive. He wants to make a difference. Uh, had one pick six. That was cool. Um, yeah. Who's your loser? It was Jalen. I, I oh. started with my loser. Oh, okay. Unless it was, no, I'm actually going to give it to you. We're gonna give it to <laughs> <laughs> we have a title. You're not listening. We have a, uh, the a loser. That's fair. That's Cantor, Mike takes the first. That's loser. definitely going to be our highest uh, rated episode, I got to say, if that's the title. <laughs> um, and on that Oof. note, uh, Brandon Knight was a DNP uh, in, the, in the Cavs opener. But Tristan, Tristan Thompson Straysock, was the leading yeah. scorer, I will say. Yeah. Was he really? Yeah, well, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, oh, real quick, speaking of callbacks and, and games against the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Markel Fultz might be good. I just want to say it. Yeah, he 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 looked like something. I will say he's he yeah. was the highlights that I've seen. He was, I mean, he played like he had his hair on fire. So that's that's good. That's a good thing to see. Everyone looks good against the Cavs backcourt. That's what we've learned so far this season. Uh, whether it's Carson Edwards or Mark Holfoltz. Um but definitely something to monitor. You're 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 looking good on that front, Rich. So far, hey, does is Anti Zizic not on the Cavs anymore? No, he's hurt. He's, He's out for a few weeks. Okay. Um, How did you know that off the top of your head? Do you have like a Ante Zizic Google alert or what's what's? The I have deal? Larry Nance Jr. on my fantasy team, and Larry oh, okay. today it came up that he was out for a few weeks. So I was like, more I, minutes for Nance Jr. There. I got Larry on my team too. It's a rebound machine. Want, want um, to do another hour on our fantasy team? Yeah. <laughs> no. We'll, let's, we'll call it a day. Our should pick up Fred Van Fleet today or Marcus Morris? That's that's the question. Um, all right, so that'll do it for us for the first edition of the regular season. Uh, we'll have plenty more to react to over the weekend here with the defending champs coming to town. That's so weird to say about the Raptors. And um, a matchup with the Knicks in New York. Uh, so we'll be back with you guys next week to see... Uh, if this team can get back on track and uh, find out what other tweaks that Brad's teams might have in store.